Hey everybody, and happy Thanksgiving. We're in a Thanksgiving season right now, and trying to come up with an idea for a Thanksgiving special. I had thought about one of the things I'm thankful for, which are my friends. Uh, the ones that help me make the show, uh, the co-hosts, the guys that help me come up with ideas, do the research, watch the movies. And we've been doing this now since 2021, and we have quite a bit of episodes under our belt, uh, over 100. You know, I thought maybe uh, a good idea for this uh, season would to show my friends that I'm thankful for them and all the hard work that they put into this. So to do that, I'm putting out two, two Thanksgiving special episodes that will cover best episodes. Now, I went by what the best rated episodes are by the fans and the viewers. And I also went by things that we just found to be some of our favorites and nostalgic. So I hope you enjoy these specials. They're going to have some of the funnier clips that we've had so far. So this is the second part, and we hope you enjoy it as much as you did the first. Thank you guys very much. One of my favorite episodes was the General Mills serial episode. Now, it didn't get a lot of acclaim from the audience, but I, I like it a lot. And we had a really great time with it. And it's one of the first episodes that we did. Uh, came out in 2021. So... Here's a big clip from that. You know, Monster Mash is like the, 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 you know, the title they use for the cereal because it's obviously just mashing up the cereals, but also the song. So I guess that's kind of what the instruments are for. Um, gotcha, gotcha. So there's a QR code in the back to hear their, their music. And I was, I was going to like, I haven't heard it, but I'm, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to play it. I want to hear what it's, hear what it is. Are you going to do that right now? Yeah. You want to hear? Right. You want to hear it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So before, all right. So I, I went to the. I, all right. The QR code brought me to a site. Before you mash, we just need to know your age. Already a little alarmed by that, but all right. <laughs> I'm gonna put 25 plus because I want to hear the. I want to hear the fucking vulgar version. Uh, yeah, of course. So now it gives me a, an option to li- watch the video uh, or listen to the song, and obviously I'm just gonna put the song on because there's no point of playing the video. All right. Let's do this. It just started. Oh. It brought me to Spotify. This motherfucker's on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) There's a guy out there that had to do this, you know, write this song. <laughs> I mean, this is just a monster match, right? No, but he's changing the lyrics. Oh, is he? I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Wow. I, yeah, I can't believe this is a thing. Well, that's enough of that. I love it. <laughs> Pretty good. I'm not going to play the whole entire song. I think that's just ridiculous. But um, I was just curious to see what that was. I was like, oh, let me wait. I was like, that might be kind of fun to like play it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a fucking serial mascot singing Monster Mash. I'm about it. Yeah. But it, it, as you could probably imagine, this serial is kind of gross because like it's just a mix of things that like don't really like work, you know? Um, so they actually threw in like fruit fruit and uh whatever the mummy one is too. yeah yeah uh yummy mummy yeah, pieces of them yummy mummy. yeah pieces of them so yeah they, they did so okay so listen i've never 
had I've never had fruit fruit. I've never had yummy mummy. I have no idea what those two taste like individually. Oh, all right, so basically, all right. Let me. I'm gonna have to fucking explain the history of the General Mills monster cereals to you because we're gonna have to just go down that hole. I think so. You never had those because they weren't really around when when you were a kid. Um, right. So all right. So basically, 1971, right? Like it's 50 years ago. That, that's the the celebration is 50 year celebration. So it's basically okay. uh, 1971. Count Chocula and Frankenberry, they're released. Now, it's only the second marshmallow cereal that like was ever made, because really, yeah, Lucky Charms was the first marshmallow cereal ever created, and they basically like at, at some point I think right before this they they made like um. If I'm not mistaken, I believe they made a chocolate Lucky Charms, and it just didn't work. But they're like, all right, well, let's try to do something else with, uh, let's try to make a different chocolate cereal. So they went with this Count Chocula, and the com- the companion cereal to it was Frankenberry. Now, if you've ever seen a commercial for either one, I'm sure you've probably seen a lot of commercials for Count Chocula. It's clearly a Bella Lugosi impression. Yeah. I mean, that's where they yeah. got it from. Frankenberry, have you ever heard Frankenberry talk if you listen to a Frankenberry commercial? I can't think of it, no. Okay, all right. I want you to tell me who you think this is. So Count Chocolate is clearly Bela Lugosi, right? I'm going to play a Frankenberry commercial in a second. You tell me who you think this is supposed to be. Very Boris Koff, even with the lisp and everything like that, like it was very distinctly Karloff. Um, I was actually about to ask, was it Boris Karloff? No, 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 no. I, I don't remember the person who did the the name, uh, the the voices, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't them. Uh, it was just people that were basically mimicking those voices. Okay. Um, yeah, but but like the commercial just Which played is funny because like the monster didn't speak. Really? No, no. But for the commercial sake, you know, they were trying to pitch this to ki- to kids. Because right. look, at, at ni- right. in nineteen seventy one, I mean, like the 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 Universal monsters were sort of popular and kind of being like uh, brought into the mainstream more for like children to enjoy. Because you had like famous monsters of Filmland uh, magazine was around at that time. Uh, they were just right. yeah, they were more of like a household name. So that was sort of uh, how they were selling it. Um, you know, people like adored those, you know, monsters at that point. So they kind of made, you know, comedy, uh, you know, cartoon parodies of them basically, but it's very clearly Karloff and Lugosi. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and, a little known fact, uh, he's not really Frankenberry. Okay. He, he, Frankenberry's name of the scientist that made the cereal. It's (laughs) Frankenberry's monster, but they always get that wrong. Um, yeah, so it came out in 1971, um, and as you heard the commercial, every commercial is basically Count Chocula and Frankenberry fighting over the who cereal is better, and then something comes and fucking scares the shit out of them, and they run around like, like pussies. Uh, that was their okay. thing. I don't know why, but, um... That was their whole shtick? That was their shtick. If you ever, like, see what this cereal looked like back in the 70s, it looks like it's weird, because, like, the it's not the shapes that are, like, they have now. Um, there were little circles of crosses in them and the marshmallow okay. pieces were just broken up pieces. They were just like ambiguous little pieces of marshmallow. 
Uh, they weren't like shaped as anything. So it was like real generic looking fucking cereal. They just sold it with these mascots, you know? Um, gotcha. <laughs> so here's a funny, here's a little funny story. Uh, a year later, basically, when the cereal, the cereal was out on the market for about a year uh, in 72, there was a bunch of reports of children uh, eating the cereal and basically experiencing like blood in their stool and uh, hemorrhaging like, yeah, from their rectum. Yeah, so Frankenberry basically had like a very heavy like uh, dye in it that was okay. affecting the stools of kids eating it. And then they found out that there was no like no reason to panic. It was just a cereal. So there was like a huge change in the in the pigment basically uh, with the cereal um, for both of them, I believe. But uh, so then basically a year later in '73, that's when we got Booberry. Now, if you've ever heard a commercial with Booberry in it, uh, I'm not even gonna bother playing one, but. He is very clearly Peter Lorre. So like, I was just going to say, was yeah. it Peter Lorre? Yeah, yeah. Because Booberry, because Booberry Ghost does look like Lorre. Exactly. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And by the way, the Count Chocolate has fucking beaver teeth. He, he does. He doesn't right? have fangs. <laughs> he has like two front buck teeth. It's just very strange to me. Um, oh God, you're right. Yeah, That's yeah. It's strange, right? So. So basically, um, yeah, you got fruit, uh, you got blueberry basically in uh, 73, right? So like that's like one year after the other, you had all these like weird things that were going on with the cereal. And blueberry, you know, was also successful because that, that's been around for quite a while. Now I have a theory, Justin. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. I have a theory about like, so blueberry is a ghost, right? My, yeah. I have a theory about who he is the ghost of and who fucking killed him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check this out. All right, so one of the cereals, right, that was really popular in, like, the 60s that had a rotating cast of mascots was Alphabets. They had a whole bunch of different mascots back in the day. Okay. All right. One of the mascots... I didn't realize Alphabets was that old. Oh, yeah. It came out, like, like the early 60s. So one of their mascots that they had for quite a while that they had was um, basically he was a mailman. And it was on the box. So he was a mailman wearing a blue uniform. So they, all right, so basically they stopped using this mascot in 1971, the year that Count Chocolate came out. So my theory is that the mailman went to deliver mail to Count Alfred Chocolate, because that's his fucking name. I know his first name. And he fucking killed him. Of course him. you do. He killed him. And so now he haunts their castle with his own cereal. So I think that Blueberry is the dead, dead mailman from Alphabets. Put a lot of thought into this, Joe. I got to tell you a funny story about Booberry, actually. Um, so right. this was supposed. I don't. You probably remember. I'm, I'm assuming because you recorded it. Are we gonna? Are we gonna get into the Sean conversation? Yeah. Do you remember what happened to Sean? I do remember what happened to Sean. I wish but it, for our listening audience. Yeah, I fucking. Oh man, I wish it wasn't late because I would. I would call him right now and make him tell the story to us. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell. I say you should just do it anyway. It's only eleven thirty. Yeah, but he gets up at like four o'clock in the morning. This motherfucker like oh, wakes farmers up. He's not gonna be up. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to work in an hour. <laughs> Call him on his way to work. We might still be talking. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So I, we we mentioned Sean in uh, I think the last podcast, the Halloween special. Um, he he designed the logo for us. So um. Circa fucking 2010, we basically had a uh, an animated web series called Sean and Such. Um, so he went up ordering like a case of it through General Mills, I believe. 
Um, yeah. And he got it. And now he had like, like an absurd amount, like, like 18 boxes of fucking blueberry or something like that. And this kid ate it for fucking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He loved it. And he got so fucking sick from eating this. He's like, his poop was blue. Apparently I didn't see it. Um, but <laughs> he, did, I, he did mention that. Yeah. That, I think his piss was blue. Like he didn't look right. <laughs> he was, he was, pe- he was pale. Like it just, and he was like fucking weird. He was being weird because he was like always like on this like sugar high and then crashing. And I'm like, you gotta stop. Back in the first season of the podcast, we talked about Lawnmower Man with Sean and Justin, and we brought up some of the uh, sequels that none of us have ever seen. Here is a listen to what we thought they could be about. Everybody's heard of it, right? So it's got that. It's not, like, there's a lot of movies I could name, and you're like, I never fucking heard of that before. You've heard of this movie. Um, well, that's the weird thing about it, though. Like, you say the word lawnmower, man. Everybody knows what that is, but I don't think anybody could really tell you what the hell the movie's about. I've saw it. I can't really tell you what it's about. (laughs) (laughs) Lawnmower Man 2, for some reason, has like two different subtitles The Rakening, (laughs) (laughs) Leaf Blower. No, it's uh, Lawnmower Man 2 Beyond Cyberspace or Lawnmower Man 2 Job's War. What does that even mean? What's beyond cyberspace? <laughs> well, watch the movie and find out, Joe. He just goes into like the Beast War cartoon after that. <laughs> he goes into reboot. Ah, oh, reboot. <laughs> I love me some reboot. Oh, I'm kind of now. I'm kind of wondering. Like, I'm wondering how the second one. Do we is. have to watch? Do we have to watch Lawnmower Man Two next week? Lawnmower Man just, Two. <laughs> I might just watch it just to watch it. Um, we could do that. I mean, I don't. If we have something to say about it, you know, like they might be like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta do a show on this yeah, one." I'm, it could be it so bad. Do well. I hope it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we could do that. I don't see why not. I don't even know if it's available. Um, uh, according to, according to IMDb, it's on HBO Max. Okay. Really? Yeah. I got that. That's how we watched this one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it, uh, it's here. Yep. Yeah. I just want to so disappointed. Uh, yeah, I just want to say that um, th- what's important to note is that you know when you when you go on to like any you know streaming site or whatever, they always kind of give you like a recommendation a more like this. And I'm gonna run right. through the list of more like this when you click on Lawnmower Man Two Beyond Cyberspace. That's the subtitle they stick with just on this one. Okay. So more like this: Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. Independence Day, Critters Three. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, yes. Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, boy. U.S. Marshals. So I don't know what the fuck we're in for. Wow. Oh, man. And, of course, Rush Hour. So there's, there's quite the recommendation list there. I don't know what the fuck that's all about. Yeah, I mean, it was literally just like, other things that are movies. I don't know. It, it may, maybe like a, like a similar time period, I suppose. But Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I understand that one. Um Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Batman and Robin, I understand that one. I always understand that one being just a shitty movie. Yeah. I can see it being I, like I that like bad. One person should watch it first just to, <laughs> to before everybody wastes their time. Yeah. Are you volunteering? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested enough to watch it. Me yeah. personally, I, I think I can watch it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, I kind of want to watch it anyway. I think I will. Well, if anything, this got us all not only closer together, but into Lawnmower Man 2 for some reason. So that's, that's something. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I guess I guess that's pretty much it. Mm. Um, 
And the things that he was doing to that monkey, I don't think were right either. That was like, <laughs> but whatever. Like what? Giving it, like, the, you know, these experiments and running experiments on, giving him firearms and shit. I don't know. It just seemed kind of, and that was like the smart one. That was the, the their most advanced chimp. Yep. He shot up a McDonald's. Yeah. He went. Ape he went. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> he went ape shit. Yeah. yeah I was he, waiting for that. <laughs> nice. Oh, I took the easy one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't know what the, like. I, the, the point, I suppose, was because the military was involved. They wanted to make, like, super soldiers, I guess, through virtual reality. So I figure they thought, like, oh, if they do motocross in a uh, virtual reality world, they'll be able to fucking fight a war for us or something like that. I don't know what the point was. Yeah. If you think about was, it too we, much, it's, uh, we, it doesn't make a lot of sense. We glossed over, uh, you know, the, all that stuff, all the, the weird yeah. uh shadow shit that was going on and you're better off just not thinking about it because it doesn't make sense you know what i mean how you know what, what right. he was doing and how he was doing it it's just it's just silly like you know pseudoscience bullshit like just to progress the story or whatever but our cloverfield episode was a pretty big episode uh in terms of reviews and uh things that the audience seemed to really gravitate towards. This was an episode that uh, me and Matt did back in uh, 2022. We talk about a few things um, that we could kind of relate to as far as living in New York and, and seeing the landmarks and whatnot. Now, this clip I'm going to play is from that episode, but it's unedited. Now, we have to edit out a lot of stuff, uh, not just for time, but also because we make a couple mistakes or we're just talking about what we should talk about next. So this is kind of like a behind the scenes sort of clip where, you know, th this isn't done perfectly where we get on the mic and everything flows. Uh, anyone that's out there making one of these or, you know, thinks about making one of these, there's plenty of things that get edited out. There are just mistakes or us just trying to talk about what we're going to do next. So have a listen to this unedited version of the clip. He's going in near around Ground Zero, a few blocks over, but... Yeah, well, it comes um, out of the water, obviously, um, Yeah, for it to travel that way. And I just thought it was funny. It was like, I, I, I kind of heard it like the uh, the story of Buddy the Elf. He's like, I went through the twirly-whirly gumdrops, and then I killed the Statue of Liberty, and then I went through the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no children's book, though. <laughs> well, they should be. <laughs> yeah so um it, what, what do you have in your notes that we didn't hit let's take a look i'm just kind of glancing through of anything that's like worth it the pacing was good I, I thought tj miller's line about the flaming homeless guy running out was funny um oh i want to talk about the little critter things that's what i was going to ask yeah 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 so that for sure Really, so that we got to talk about that, and um, man, I just I, I really like the shot of uh, the horse drawn carriage just oh, kind of walking down the street. I, yeah, I, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah that yeah, that's amazing. Um, and then the thing falling in the ocean at the end. So pretty much just like the, the carriage, the the shot of the thing falling into the ocean, the satellite. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about there? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, and the little critters. Okay. So. All right. So um, one of the things that they do to kind of bring this down to you know, grab 
one of the things they do to kind of you know bring this down uh, on a level where characters can actually interact with this thing because it's a giant monster walking around that we already talked about it not being shown that much. So that could kind of take you away from the action. You know, you can only have characters running from something that's so big for so long and running from buildings that are falling on for so falling over for so long. They they added an aspect which I thought was fucking brilliant, honestly. Uh, which were like, I, I almost like I don't know what you would call it. Um, I don't know if they had a name, but I always just figured it was like the lice from this creature. You know, some yeah. like some kind of parasite. Like little parasites, yeah. Yeah, but they were like little versions of the monster uh, that were all over the place. And they attack our main characters at, at a certain point and add a whole new aspect to this uh, monster. You know, another facet of it. And, and like they, you know, their bites are like basically like poisonous. Uh, in, yeah, in, they cause like your blood to explode. Yeah, it's like crazy. They show one character that happened to. Um, so there's those, and they and they look really cool. We get to see something up close and a little bit more like, uh, you know, person to person action. And I thought that was a great aspect of it. It was a huge shock to me when that happened because they're in the tunnel, right? And they put the night vision on, and they see them all crawling towards them. You're like, holy shit! Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they had shown it like a little bit earlier that it was he was like shaking them off, and they were like attacking people on the street yeah. when they're in the like the electronics store, but yeah, I thought that was great because they had to, they were like, what, what are we going to do if they go underground to kind of force them back up and a great plot device, but also a very cool creature. I don't know about the sound effect that they used for the creature. Cause it was like, it, it kind of took me out of it. Even the first time I saw it, if they're like, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> <laughs> did you like they, <laughs> they're very generic and strange yeah they sound so funny <laughs> but yeah it was a little bit funny sounding but the 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 creatures themselves very like on theme with like being they almost look like these kind of crustacean crab kind of like giant pincer lice you know yeah they, they yeah exactly they're like like mites or whatever I thought that was a great idea. Uh, like, like Godzilla movies kind of use that too, um, not to the same effect, but they had like things that like like kind of lice or mites that would fall off of them, um, and some of the ones in the eighties and stuff. And I thought that was great, but they went a step further and made them like attacking creatures, which was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's just talk about a couple of scenes that that you know uh, moments, I guess you could say, that really kind of stuck with us because. There's a few, like, just, you know, as these kids are walking through the city, like, showing uh, the carnage and the aftermath mm-hmm. of all this stuff that's happening. Because, like, in its wake, it, you know, destroys buildings and landmarks and stuff like that. You know, there was this scene, like, um, like each year when we lived up there, we used to go to this uh, Christmas village and outside Columbus Circle. And it's like they set up all these, you know, little, like, shops and stuff and get hot chocolate and whatnot. And... Right over there where they're uh, going to see Beth, they had just like one of those Central Park carriages with the horse and it's yeah. just like empty and the horse is yeah, just yeah. like <laughs> quietly walking through the sh- Oh my God. Even now, it's like the hair in my arm stand up. It was like... Yeah. It's if, not running. You, it's just walking. Yeah. It's it just like, it doesn't know what, like, it's it just such a eerie shot, you know, and there's no words. It's, they're not like, hey, what happened here? You know, like nothing stupid added onto it such a well like executed scene and whoever thought of that was just like what if we had this and i was like oh man that's so awesome yeah you don't really see a lot of other people on the street like once you're into the movie they're just kind of alone which makes it like really haunting 
And yeah, it's just a, the emptiness of New York. Yeah, yeah. when everyone's getting out and they're the only idiots going back in. You I, know, when you look at the claustrophobia of when yeah. they're getting out on the Brooklyn Bridge, how it's like they're all just shuffling along on top of each other versus you know when they're yeah. You know, it's. I think one of the eerier things about it uh, comes from living here or having lived here, you know, visiting here enough. It's like seeing New York empty is very unsettling. <laughs> it's a very yeah, unsettling like New feeling. York during COVID. Like, yeah, it's, it's very like that's the only time. Like, even when you when I saw it in real life empty, it was just like like Times Square empty during COVID was like this is haunting. You know? Yeah, yeah, man, it, it, it's something. So to see a lot of shots like that where no one's in the street and there's just like dust and stuff, it is very haunting. It also it does like you said it honkins back to nine eleven quite a bit. Um, one yeah. of the shots that always like kind of stilled me a little bit was when they go actually very close to the scene that you talked about, or it might be right after it. it. Was when they go to to Beth's house to to you know her apartment to get her out, and when they actually yeah. finally walk up to it, it's just the building is leaning on the other building, and it's just like yeah. oh man, you know like. And and, it, and it's like they they go into it obviously and there's you know there's a lot of tension there and you just hear the sounds of what it would be like if that building was like on its way to just falling over, you know like the yeah. the, the screaming of like metal and beams and like just because at any moment that thing could just like fall boom done yeah you know what I mean but even that just that image of the one building leaning on the other was like burned in my memory yeah you know because I'm like oh in the background the skyline so many times yeah and. Yeah. Just, but just to see it, I was just, I, I know exactly where that is. And when I see it in real life now, when I look up there, I'm like, that's wild. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And I said, these effects worked really well because like the quality was like, whatever they were able to pull this off. If this is a high def movie, you have to put a lot more work into that, you know, to get that like yeah. realism, but the camera element, the, the, the handheld camera element just adds to that, um, that, that horror aspect so much. And, um, yeah, man. Now, speaking of which, like you said, they they tape over a tape of like a, a date, you know, uh, the main character and his girlfriend. So like, there's a lot of parts where like they're turning it off and turning it back on again, and then real quick in between that, like you would with a VHS tape, you get a little bit of a shot of what was re- recorded underneath it. Um, which pe- some people just won't understand that anymore. You know, like they'll they'll watch the movie yeah. and not understand what's going on. That's the thing that happened with Analog. So. It's like this date where they go to Coney Island, and um, it is also kind of the ending shot, because when the tape is over in our story, we get the end of their date, or the end of whatever they record at their date, which is they're on a, I guess like a Ferris wheel or something at Coney Island. Yeah. I love those parts. It's it's, it's a lot of the heart of the movie, you know, um, is like that date, because like, like I said before, like you could, you could, it's so relatable, you could see yourself in that day. You know, I think, yeah, I think all what had they had like the, the actors do is actually go out and have that day. And there were like six hours of recorded footage. And I think they include like 36 seconds. Yeah. But they actually had them like on the train for. Oh, I could see like, that. It was like, you know, there's a lot of work in that movie. You know, like there's a lot of work put behind that movie. And like, yeah, yeah. It shows because, like, that feels very genuine, you know? Like, yeah, even sure. if they weren't, like, together together, which is kind of the point. Like, they weren't really, like, you know, they were just having, like, a like a day together. Um, you know, it wasn't like, oh, these people have known each other for 10 years. And I could tell. No, they were just, like, a young couple hanging out in New York and, like, having a really good time and, like, into each other. And mm-hmm. uh, I, we've all been there, you know? So, um, yeah. even, if it wasn't, even if it's not in the city, you know what that feels like, most likely. I hope you do. And yeah. um, 
If you don't put, I hope turn you this, found love in your life. Yeah, if you, if, Jesus Christ, if you didn't turn this off, go, go find a, go find a. Stop listening to this. Get on whatever the things are called now. Bumble, Google, I don't know. <laughs> submit your submit your dating tape. Hurry. <laughs> submit your your dating VHS. Lowered expectations. <laughs> uh. And to close out, I have one of uh, my favorite clips, and it's when I mistakenly called one of the actors by the wrong name. And it was directed by Ty West, or T West, if that's how you're pronouncing it, because it's spelled T I. <laughs> um, I feel like it's Ty. I it, no, it like is Ty. No, it is Ty West. I was kind of making a, making fun of the fact that it's spelled T I. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, um, you know, I remember seeing him in the movie Drinking Buddies. I know that that sounds so like fucking obscure uh, i love that movie. i love that movie i didn't know you saw that movie <laughs> really i <laughs> do we just become best friends <laughs> yup <laughs> i didn't know you liked that movie i didn't, I didn't even know you knew that movie existed <laughs> fucking olivia wilde's drinking buddies yeah and, and what's his face um jack johnson jack johnson but he was the guy oh jake johnson jake johnson oh jack johnson <laughs> yeah, I know. We're looking to get some banana pancakes. <laughs> uh, Jake Johnson. Yes, how how Jake how Johnson is the two scruffy looking hippie white dudes. I don't know how I did that, but I did. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's our Thanksgiving special. Uh, I hope you guys listening, meaning uh, the audience, enjoyed. But I especially hope that my friends who listened to this enjoyed as well. Uh, I'm very grateful to have you guys be a part of this. And this is kind of my thank you to you and to show appreciation to you guys. And to remind you of all the great memories uh, we've had so far and the hard work we've put into this. Hope you guys are looking forward to many more seasons of this show. And, um, again, thank you to the audience. I'm, I'm very grateful for you guys and all the, uh, the listens we get. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and, uh, we're going to be wrapping up soon with a couple more episodes and then we're going to be closing out the year as always with our top 10. Thank you guys very much for listening and have a good fucking night. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter and that's at sexy vamp teeth we also have instagram at the sexy vampire teeth podcast so if you guys want updates on the show please follow us on our social media sites and make sure to tune in every monday night for a new episode thanks for listening guys and good night